Welcome to the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. Welcome to the Prog Talks, an interview series by the Prog Space where we will be talking to musicians in all corners of the progressive music scene. Welcome back to the Prog Talks, everyone. I'm Uncle Prog, as always. Before we start today's episode, I want to quickly mention that we have a link in the description this time for like a buy us a coffee kind of thing, where you can support us a bit. And the content we're making, um, we're very thankful for any support, likes, subscriptions, of course. With that out of the way. I want to introduce today's guest, vocalist and guitarist Sondre Skullavoll from Moron Police. How are you doing, Sondre? I am doing just dandy. <laughs> That's what we like to hear, you know. I'm just going to jump into the questions because I have a lot of stuff I want to discuss with you today. You released one of my favorite albums of last year, A Boat on the Sea. Uh, but you guys have, of course, been around for a while because your first album, The Propaganda Machine, was out back in 2012, I believe. So would you give yes. our watchers a little, you know, a brief history of uh, Moron Police? Sure. Uh, so we're from, uh, it started with me and uh, the drummer who's still there. Uh, and we're uh, from very small towns, Farsun and Lyngdal. Lyngdal is a shithole, Farsun is paradise. And uh, and so we started very young. I started writing, we had a band before that called uh, Sky Blazer, called after, uh, named after the Super Nintendo game. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I wrote a lot of songs and uh, we had a, and then a bassist came in and uh, we started recording the stuff. So the first album from 2012, the songs there are from when I was like 16, a bit, bit uh, pre pubescent or whatever you call it mm, yeah. and then we released a more a more progressive thing a much heavier thing called uh, Defenders of the Small Yard in 2000 and something 14 14, yeah. 14 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and then because of life uh, and having to grow up and get an education and all that crap uh, it took a long time and then in 2019 I believe we released uh, A Bone on the Sea uh, which uh, surprisingly did very well uh, you know out yeah. in the world that's something I wanted to to ask you about. Of course, I discovered you guys with 2014's uh, Defenders of the Small Yard. And then, of, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, it took six years, uh, almost six years for you to, to release A Boat on the Sea, right? So, yeah. so, but then it seemed like A Boat on the Sea was a big boost for you guys when it came to yes. the attentions you were getting, attention you were getting, you know. Uh, how do you feel about the response of that album now, you know, in hindsight and... And uh, did it change things for you guys? Um, well, uh, first of all, we we were surprised, and because we, generally we've just well, generally I've been writing this music and and releasing it to uh, like it's been for especially interested people. Like uh, yeah. it's been hard to because we we we're in a little we were in a little town. We don't have a management. We do everything ourselves. It's hard to get the promo thing going and all that stuff. Yeah. And we can't really play live that much. So it's been hard. Uh, but but that was fine by me. There was never any intention of actually earning money from doing this. But then Bottle on the Sea came out. And it sort of just gathered steam by itself. And um, so it just sort of naturally got talked about. And people checked it out. And it was uh, it was uh, very surprising and a lot of fun. Uh I don't think it's going to happen again. 
I think like that was that was maybe like our 15 minutes of re- relative progressive fame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, and it like the, when you write music, uh, uh, what you really want, at least what I want, is for as many people to hear it. I don't care if they hate it. It's very I really yeah. like if they like it. But generally, you just want your art or your music, you know, to be heard. So to have so many people actually listen to the album was uh, was very fun and, and validating as, at the same time, you know, just think, oh, there's people who they like this, they care about this. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so and, it was fun. Yeah, and I saw it ending up on a lot of like best of the year lists, and people really, really took it to heart. The album. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we've always always been very divisive. Uh, if you if we take defenders of the small yard. Uh, 2014 album it's a bit like it's not it's too heavy for the people who like the pop melodies it's not metal enough for the people who like the really heavy stuff it's prog but it's not you know it's not doesn't have any of that retro retro stuff yeah. so you sort of what we what we say in norwegian fall between chairs i don't yeah, know yeah. if we say that in english well, so uh, when bone on the sea came out it's sort of simplified a little bit it's got more of a just progressive pop rock thing not as much metal and it sort of i think it made it a little bit easier for people to find it uh, but you also you also get people who actually like vehemently hate it because it's so uplifting oh yeah which i but which i am very very fine with i, I like and if, if, when people tell me like i fucking hate that album i was like what kind of music do you like i like black metal yeah i like black metal too but i understand where you're coming from you know if you like black metal you're not probably not gonna enjoy that album very no, much no no well well I guess, you know, some people who like, just like me, I like black metal. I like more on police. You know, you have you have those people. But in general, I, I, I know what you're referring to. You know, it, it has a certain uplifting, positive quality to the music. And that's not yeah. not for everyone, you know. Uh, you, and, and you touched on that, you know, reading the description of, the, of that album. Uh, you talked about letting go of your metal origins, sort of, and focusing a bit more on the progressive pop and... and and uh, rock side was that something like uh, that happened naturally, or did you sort of have in mind that we're gonna change our uh, our output or our, our music? Uh? No, it was. Uh, I mean, I'd written a lot of these songs uh, parallel to some other songs. Maybe it would have been like a maybe a solo record or something like that. Uh, but because I felt like it, it needed to be heavy, and it was. There's also there was uh, there was also a little thing because of our bassist, who's a fantastic guy, but he's a pretty like. Argh! hardcore metal dude, black metal, all kinds of different genres. And I was always a little bit anxious about showing these songs because they're all in, in, in a major key. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll do this on the side. But then then he he left uh, on, on good terms. Uh, and then I was like, okay, let's do them. Let's do them. <laughs> so it wasn't really uh, intentionally that, that they just popped out that way. Yeah, uh, and the way they are recorded is actually a lot heavier than uh, when I made the demos back in the day. Mm. Uh, for some reason, they had a lot more like indie guitar. The, the guitars are pretty. There's a lot of gain on them. It's just that I use a a, a capo, a capo on the uh, ninth fret. <laughs> yeah, on a lot of them. So uh, a lot of the heaviness sort of disappears into that. Though, but uh, it's, it was natural. It's just that's how the songs popped up. You know, when I was writing them. Yeah, the, yeah. I remember, like uh, on the debut album, you guys even had like some um, like artist names, you know, like Master Boot Style and Lord Fartability and stuff. But, but that was quickly ab- abandoned, right? And and in relation yeah. to that, I also want to ask you, you know, I always want to ask about the name Moron 
police where where did that lot, come from a lot of people do uh, uh well it it was just when we had the last band called skyblazer based on the super nintendo thing uh i started making i started uh, playing in an open c tuning the same tuning that devin townsend uses stuff like that mm. and i found that i really really like that uh, but it lends itself to much heavier music and skyblazer wasn't heavy it was sort of almost like power metal uh, or yeah. power rock or something like that mm. and so um so we we decided well let's start a new band let's do this and i just uh i just looked at different we just wrote down different names and i remember at some t- some point we bought some military helmets at a sort of a garage sale thing and yeah. i think it was me or, or or the drummer who shouted here comes the moron please it had the mp on stuff thing i was like and i wrote it down and when i yeah, when i was looking at names like yeah it's okay yeah. we'll use that <laughs> and so but it was never really meant to be the band name or like I see. Uh, yeah. the, the name for my output is so just sort of stuck. I mean, we haven't made it easy for ourselves with that name, which our mm-hmm. old basis would uh, constantly remind, remind us you, about. Yeah. And it would just, there's probably a lot of truth to that, because the minute you start doing something that's a little bit more serious, you will be sort of disregarded pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right in that, you know. Uh, I, I know about people who have sort of... Uh, been introduced to your music and told me you know I, I would never have picked up that album on my own because it's you know it it doesn't seem like the kind of music i would listen to with the name and you know the but but i think you guys are are you know especially with the, the last album you you really sort of reached out there and, and got into people that might normally not have listened to you you know that attention was given you know let's I, I, yeah sorry yeah yeah go ahead yeah no i just want to say like i think uh, it's sort of changed a little bit because it used to be a crux sort of name but now mm. because of the, like the album art and what the music actually sounds like it's all it's not a positive thing but it's almost a positive thing because people are like what that name and yeah. what's this what's this so now they're more surprised more like when we had songs called teabag your grandma which is one of my favorite songs <laughs> i've ever written but when, when you've got a band called moron police and the first song on the album is called teabag your grandma yeah. i mean your expectations are going to be low going in if you even give it a try you know i understand that um but you know it is what it is i i, I really like the name now and it's it's not uh, i mean there are some very silly names around there I yeah. mean, there's Destiny Potato and, uh, you know, like... <laughs> toe Hider. <laughs> which, and, yeah, which, yeah. yeah, Toe Hider, which, like, which is great. You know, yeah. they're great guys. It's just uh, it's just a silly name and we are very silly people uh, in in life in general. We are very silly. So it's a good reflection on how silly we are in our personalities. Yeah, and I, I guess it's like, you know, you know it like you, you mentioned, it sort of makes even more sense now with, with the latest album and... And uh, people just, you know, need to realize that this is not a novelty act. It's a, it's a you know, it's a, it's a ban yeah, in its own right. Yeah. Yes. And that's the problem, right? Because you hear that name and you think it's, uh, well, it's not serious. It's a joke. It's, yeah. uh, you know, and we, we struggle with that our entire career, right? So uh, I'm just aware of it. It doesn't really, well, I won't say it doesn't bother me, but it doesn't bother me a lot. I mean, no, exactly. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I understand it very much. So it's it's fine. Yeah. Well, you know. 
let's move on from the from the album and and talk a bit about the upcoming EP that you guys are releasing on October the 29th, right? That's that's uh, <laughs> I'd, yeah. I actually forgot we're releasing an EP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're releasing an EP. Uh, the Stranger yeah. and the I'll I'll let you know it's called The Stranger and the High Tide. Um What a cool name. Yeah, the first singles are uh, already out, you know. Uh title track was released uh, towards the end of August, right? And then uh the 24th of September, the second single Waiting for Wasteland came out. What can you tell us about the EP? It's a bunch of songs that didn't really fit on our main albums. I, I write a lot of uh, songs in different genres. I like m- mixing genres. Uh, I preface that by saying like people think that I that I change genres a lot just to do it. I don't. It's just that's how the songs just mm. pop up. I don't. I don't like sit down writing a song. Okay, I'm gonna do a disco part. I'm gonna do a yeah. funk part. No, no, no. It, it, that's just how they they pop up. And so sometimes uh, there are songs that don't have any really genre bending going on. So yeah. for some reason, I've written a lot of like country rock songs, and I don't want I don't want Mormon Police to be sort of hampered uh, by a certain sound, right? But I, I at the same time don't feel like they should be on the main albums. Maybe a song mm. or something like that. So. I thought about like, well, maybe if we do these sort of side quest EPs where we just explore different things and sort of focus on one thing. So this is the first of, of, of most likely many yeah. little EPs that sort of explore different things that I, that I do as a songwriter. Uh, but but uh, but the uh, but the EP is a country rock sort of. Uh, but it's, it sounds like. It sounds like a song from Defenders of the Small Yard called "The Soul Train of the Damned," and th- this is sort of a, as a, it's a sort of a conceptual um, sequel to it. There's a sort of a narrative yeah. story going on as well. Um, so, so that's what it is. It's sort of a side quest uh, for us, and it's a, it's a lot of fun to do. Yeah, well, you know, I've been lucky enough to to get a chance to listen to the EP, and you know, it's it's quite different than the than a boat but at the same time it's it's yeah. it's quite clear that it's more on police we're, we're listening to and like you mentioned it it has somewhat of a western country western feel including the fantastic cover by thomas falla erikson that's uh, you know what where did the, these country and western inspirations come from you know did you did you watch western movies did you listen to this kind of music uh, well, not really, uh, not at all. Maybe it's because I'm from uh, Lista, which is known for being very Americanized. A lot of people there oh, they moved yeah. to uh, America, and they came. My, my mom grew up in Brooklyn, uh, for example, and uh, they they brought a lot of the Southern flavor back. Uh, mm. <laughs> so yeah, there are people. There's people there that drive around with you know uh, the South will rise again and all that sort of stuff. American. They don't really know what it. Yeah, they don't really know what it actually means i think mm. but but they still do i'm gonna yeah. open the beer sorry about this <laughs> you should absolutely um, do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so so uh, there's probably some inspiration from that uh because of the whole we have there's a place called vanse um which is from the netherlands close to the sea fancy yeah, uh, and it's yeah and it's it's completely uh, americanized there's a they just got a little brooklyn mini brooklyn bridge over a little river there's a place that only imports american stuff like cowboy hats and mm. chocolate and you, you you name it they've got it there's a there's a diner uh, the square is called uh, brooklyn square nice. uh, and so so there's probably some influences from there but for me it's just that when i write a song i don't i don't sit down and say i'm going to write a country song I just start playing around or fiddling with an instrument and say, oh, what's this? Oh, oh, and sometimes there's a 
sometimes a part of a song pops up, sometimes an entire song pops up, and sometimes they're country songs. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I was, I, I realized that I had like, well, I got like four of these. That's like, that's an EP. And so uh, it's it's strange, and I, I, I realize it's very confusing to people coming for, off of Boat on, Boat on the Sea to, to this. Like, is this what they're doing now? Yeah. And uh, so I've tried to like, no, 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 the, the next main album is, is not this it, at yeah. all at all but this this is just we wanted to do this and i think like from a commercial standpoint like like what we should do be doing right now is bone and sea part two right uh, because that works and we should do yeah. more of that but that's not, that's not how i write music i no. just it, it just appears right so i just sort of got to follow the flow <laughs> and yeah it's not good for business but uh but it's <laughs> fun well i guess you know being a progressive rock or metal musician is for most bands, not good for business anyway. It's not the way you. No, wanna, no, no. Yeah, and also in 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 the in the very real sense of the word progressive, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, to actually progress, if you if you can apply it to many things, but let's apply it to our sound, our way of doing things, right? So this is a progressive way to move mm, forward. Exactly. <laughs> uh, in a sense, right? I I find it interesting also what you mentioned about you know people saying about you putting parts into the music just to do it or whatever. I feel like that's a general like criticism that is leveled towards progressive music often, right? That people who don't necessarily listen too much to this kind of music is like saying they're being weird just to be weird, but that's not really what you're doing, right? No, 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 not at all. Uh, if anything, uh, it's I think more police and music is a very good reflection of my personality. Yeah, I think there's a lot of my personality in that music uh, because I, I'm self-taught as well. So uh, I have I have my influences, of course, but but I don't think they're that obvious. But like a lot of people would say, like, oh, I can hear you've listened to a lot of Primus and. Mr. Bungle. Yeah. But at the time when we released Defenders of the Small Yard, I hadn't listened to Mr. Bungle or Primus. It was just sort of a happy coincidence. I have now. Yeah. And I, and I really love it. But at the same time, like uh, people will often compare, like, yeah, 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 the first two Mr. Bungle albums. I don't really like those albums. <laughs> I really love California. I think it's yeah. a pop masterpiece. Because like, I, I, I tend to do, go towards melodies. And the melodies uh, on California are uh, fantastic. Yeah. When it has, and it's weird, but it's sort of the weirdness isn't what defines it. It's the songs that are great. Ex- right, exactly. That yeah. And so, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Once again, I think you touched on, on something uh, really important that I, I, you know, experience a lot as a music journalist because we have this tendency to pigeonhole stuff, right? And I will ask yes. people, you know, what your music sounds a lot like this band or this band, you know, are you inspired by them? And more often than not, I hear what you're just you just said, you know, we haven't really listened to that or we're aware of them now, but we we didn't really, you know, in the beginning. Yeah. No, we didn't but know. I mean, you need to, you need to like sort of give, if you're writing something about music, it's good to give someone something, the people something to, to hang on to, like what yes, does this course, sound yeah. like? So, so yeah. it, like it doesn't, if for the most part, it's a, the bands that we get sort of compared to that, I, I take that as a badge of honor, right? Yeah, so, of course. So there's no problem with that. Yeah, and I think I think you you know you're right in that, but at the same time, it's interesting that a lot of bands sort of end up at these places, and people are very quick to jump to conclusions that you know you're inspired by this or that, but that's not necessarily true, right? So yeah, you know, uh, I've, I've, people have had the chance to hear the two singles, but of course, there's four tracks on the EP. Uh, yes. Would Would you give us a little insight into the other two songs, or is that something you wanna you know keep for fans to be surprised by? I mean, uh, well, 
Um, the, the two singles are the two best songs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really that. like the. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel that it's true. I mean, uh, uh, but I really like the other songs as well. But they're not uh, as immediate as yeah. the two singles. If they are immediate, that's up to you. Uh, but yeah, there's even sort of a ballad, and it has like a book opener and a book closer, which I'm yeah. a big fan of. You know, so it's it it ends how it starts in many ways, and uh, I like that. There's also a tie-in. Uh, conceptually to the new to the next main Mormon Police album which mm. will be a concept album Jesus Christ help me because um, uh, you, you got to do you got to do one right when you got the chance yeah. and uh, and it's fun to do it now when we have more people like sort of at least paying attention a little bit to what exactly. we're doing so so it ties into that um, but yeah I, I really like the first song I, uh, my dad thinks it sounds like Mark Knopfler which is a high praise from him <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so you know but yeah. I, I think I, I like the ballad the, the most, last one, because oh, yeah. it's the most simple, the most the most simple song we've ever we've ever done. Me and Lars, our, our keyboard player, we, when we listen to that song, it's like, how how is this so simple? Because we're used to doing like he plays in Major Parkinson, right? And so do I. Exactly. We're used to doing like all these weird turns, uh, and so it's just strange to have a song that no, that's just a just a ballad. Well. I guess it's nice as well to have like to do different stuff, right? You talked about mm. actually being progressive in the true sense of the word, and and part of that is like exploring new territory, right? So, so yeah, you know, uh, talking about you know that you know you had a, a a very nice selection of guest musicians appearing on a boat, you know. What about this new EP? Is do you have anyone with you there, or is this like pure undiluted Moron Police? Shit, I have to <laughs> have to think. Uh, uh, we were we were going to use the same guy who played fiddle on Defenders of the Small Yard, uh, mm -hmm. but I fucked up the recording process. I haven't told him that yet, uh, so we I couldn't use it, uh, which is sad because like the fiddle would have uh, would have been nice. But at the same time, uh, it's it's just us, right? Yeah. So it's fun to just it's just us, and of course there's we recorded a lot of them live, but there's also lots of overdubs because I love doing overdubs. But it's just us. If oh Jesus, I might be forget. <laughs> I might be forgetting someone. Yeah. I don't think I am. I don't think no. I am. No, it's it's just us. It's, this it's, it's just yeah. This is just just the the, the pure Moron Police experience, right? It's yeah, but doing something that we, we we we've never done before. Well, I guess that's also part of the Moron Police experience. You know, listening to yeah. you guys, there's always going to be something new coming up. You know. Uh, and you also so. you also mentioned in in something I, I I saw something that was written about you and I quote that you have far too many songs flying around. So like you mentioned before, right? That's something that means that EPs might happen again in the future. I have a, a few lined up already, uh, and I, I also when it comes to like the main albums, I have a very very strict. Uh, like quality control mm. as as what comes to like it has to sound it has to be inspired it has to be catchy and i i know when it's when it's right yeah uh, and i've got all these other songs that are like they're not quite there but i really like them but i think they're more for me mm. uh but at, at the same time like oh, it would be fun to release them and some of them are very good so uh so yeah and and there's going to be different genres i think uh, there's one that's purely instrumental and it's all it's all sort of keyboard, uh, like synths and stuff. It's just me and Lars and the rest mm. of it. So I'm not playing guitar at all. I'm not singing. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, which is going to be, a, a, if everything goes to plan, it's going to be a follow-up, uh, like sort of like a, 
Not a prologue. What's the other one? Epilogue. A- epilogue to uh, the next main album. Yeah, yeah. So the story the story picks up uh, when the story ends on the main album. It'll pick up with with an EP, but the EP is instrumental and there's no. Ah, <laughs> I see. Well, well, that's that's interesting, and I guess it's nice to have that sort of outlet for the ideas that not doesn't necessarily conceptually fit into the full length album ID, right? If you are enjoying this interview, please head over to theprogspace.com for more reviews, articles, pictures and interviews all about progressive music. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. theprogspace.com You know, I've heard people uh, say that they're they're really surprised when they start l- listening to or reading the lyrics mm-hmm. because it seems there's quite a serious core there being full of irony and sarcasm but it often clashes with like the upbeat positive feel of the music to me that sometimes it it gives it even more weight you know could you tell me a little bit about the the lyrical content and where where your inspirations for writing comes from yeah uh the I think I should preface like it's always been like that. Even on the first album, which uh, and even the songs like "Teabag Your Grandma," it's a uh, mm. it's supposed to be a social commentary about the advent of uh, pornography and streaming mm. and how that sort of that sort of is gonna it's gonna desensitize you to to everything. And I think we're seeing that now. Um, so uh, so it's there's all it's always been there, but I used to use like too heavy sort of uh, imagery that nobody would understand it. It would just be me. Uh, and so on Born on the Sea, I toned it down a little bit. Uh, but the juxtaposition between uh, like the sort of uplifting music and the the lyrics, I think it's just, it goes back to the way I write songs, right? Uh, I think the songs are a reflection of my personality, which is sort of like very happy-go-lucky and sort of bubbly and generally speaking, uh, happy. Uh, but I'm also sort of, I'm interested in politics. I'm interested in a lot of things that go very dark, right? Uh, and so it's natural for me to write lyrics uh, that fit what I'm sort of what I'm interested in, right? But yeah. the music comes out as happy. Whenever I've tried like making like really serious music and putting the lyrics to it, and it just feels uh, uh, disingenuous. Yeah. Uh, but when I do it like this, it, both things come from a from like a real place. The music is the way it's supposed to be, and the lyrics come from a place like uh, I care about the stuff that I'm writing about. Mm. So when you put that together, yeah, it's a juxtaposition, but uh, it works, at least in my head. Yeah, I, do, I agree. It, it works. And, and you know, uh, we, we mentioned Toehider earlier, and they're another band that sort of does this, has this upbeat, you know, very poppy, positive. But that when you start looking into the lyrical content, there's a lot of, you know, like, if not dark, then, you know, like quite serious stuff that's being discussed. And, yeah. and you know, on the track beware the blue skies which is probably my favorite album track from a boat you seem to be critical of uh i would say one of the only superpowers left on this planet right now but at the same time i love that you throw in like a little self-deprecating mention of norway at the end right Mm, yeah i do i do uh yeah it's been since i since my mom grew up in brooklyn uh i've always had a very a strong connection to the US and i remember before before like the, the war in afghanistan before george uh junior 
Yeah. Uh, I I I was always very proud of having that connection. I almost saw myself as like at least like a quarter American or something yeah. like that. And it was something that I that I was proud of. And I had a lot I have a lot of family over there. I have friends over there. And and generally after George Bush and as they went on, it just that sort of turned almost into shame, right? Because mm. this this you this great power that was a force for good, as you know. As, at least it felt like that when I was a kid, right? Yeah. Sort of the, the illusion sort of uh, goes away just but like little by little. And you sort of realize that, oh, shit, they're really not as great as, uh, well, they and I thought they were. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, but it, that's a that's a large, uh, like a big discussion. Like, uh, was America ever great? Can they be, well, be great well, again? And well, all of that course, sort of stuff. But yeah. 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 But, but so, so, yeah. Um, that sort of influenced me uh, a lot, I would say. Yeah. What was I, I the question? It. I I got derailed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I think uh, I think you sort of answered it because you know anyone growing up in the eighties or nineties nineties, I, I guess, and would sort of have that experience of the U.S. being you know the land of freedom and possibility and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, but but uh, I was like uh, also uh, thinking about that little that little pinprick you gave to Norway ah. at the end of the... Yes, that, that, yeah. that was the point, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the same thing. It's sort of the hypocrisy of, of Norway. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, we're a very small country, but we think we're extremely important, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. uh, well, you're, you're Norwegian, so you know that every time a Norwegian does something, it doesn't even have to be something big uh, outside of Norway. Our, our journalists will, will ask anybody, like, what, what, how incredible is this person? What do you feel about him? What do you think yeah. about Norwegian women? Exactly, uh, yeah. At the same time, but, but th that particular part, Pikmin is like, uh, well, we want to be negotiators of peace, right? Yeah. We're, we're very big on that, and we're like, oh, we're trying to build bridges and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, uh, we build drone parts, the same drone parts that are used to kill hundreds, if not thousands of people, uh, are being manufactured not far from where my hometown is, uh, yeah. Lindesnes, actually. And we explain it by saying well we're not the ones arming them we no. we sell the parts to the u.s and they're the ones that put guns on it so yeah. we're our conscience is clean and i was like no it fucking isn't oh yeah and we're one of the biggest manufacturers of weapons and arms in uh, in the world i think we're yeah. like number four You're little right, norway yeah. is number yeah. four right and so and that's the same like it's the lie you've been told you you live in norway and everything's fucking dandy here right and mm. It's a beautiful country. We're happy people. Blah blah blah. And there's always there's also this sort of underside that well, un, or underbelly that we we do a lot of bad shit. We ju <laughs> we're not we're just not aware of it. But when you go looking, it's like what? No. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Exactly. So, the, yeah. Yeah. The 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 fact that you and and I love how you touched on both those things in, in the lyrics of that track. You know, both how you know the the big picture of of you know a superpower going out and and you know doing what they do in the world but how yeah. you know little norway who sort of likes to sit back and say you know well we're not a part of this but we are we are very we are very much a part of it right so yeah yeah and and, and we still are i mean when when the us went into iraq uh, what a fucking shit show yeah, that yeah. was it and was george great. bush saying like uh, god told me to do it they had no and colin powell with the fucking with the uh, weapons of mass destruction and everything exactly. and, and norway just oh we'll we'll we'll, we'll come along yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> and tony blair and it's it's just it's just horrible and you got, and then you got the like the the weapon industry right the, the with the, the 
big military. No, I can't remember what they call it. Military but like, so complex, it's, it's, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 eternal profits from eternal war. Yeah, and I think you right. will never, never again see peace in Arabic countries, only for a while, because there needs to be war, because the machine needs to be be. be I mean, they earn too much money from doing it. Yeah, and it's far away, yeah. and you know. So, and it, it, what ticks me off about that is not like these people are earning money off of it. It's it's just that impressionate kids. Uh, and young people are going there to die for nothing, mm. right? For a cause that isn't their own, not really, but they get tricked into thinking that it somehow defends America's freedom or Norway's freedom, and they're exactly. somehow stopping terrorists from blowing shit up, and they just die for nothing. And that's yeah. what ticks me off, right? Well, I, I couldn't agree more with, with, you know, your take on it. And uh, I find it interesting then that, you know, against this very serious sort of uh, world uh, politics and everything you you have this upbeat you know positive yeah. poppy music which gives yeah. it sort of this very it, it's a very like almost like the music is being sarcastic with you you know uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At, at that uh, at the end of that song I, I mean it really is really yeah. so uh, but but the melody and all the other stuff came before the lyrics yeah. But I think the lyrics sort of, yeah, it gets that effect. And that was sort of intentional. I'll try different lyrics like to see <laughs> what fits. And I remember when I wrote that, I was like, it could be silly. But no, no, this works. This works. Yeah, but so, the, the, like the songs come come first. Yeah, you, you, write the mu- you write the music first and then and then you work on lyrics. Is, so that's how you, yeah. Yeah, I'll usually write down, uh, well, when, when, I'm, when the song sort of appears... Uh, from the ether, uh, I'll be singing along. I'll be singing gibberish, just why don't you mean that, And sometimes there's a little like, well, there's little, you know, little lyrics that pop up as well. And usually I'll, well, I'll write lyrics based on those like sort of lines that pop up, and then mm. suddenly I feel like, well, and it sort of feels like you're discovering the purpose of the song because lyrics sort of appear as well. Mm. Uh, but but I usually, but usually when you change that and when you start like writing based on these lyrics you start changing things and it feels wrong a lot of the time so oh. on the song captain awkward yep. i did not do that that's the first time i've not done that i kept sorry that's a <laughs> beer burp <laughs> hey uh, that's the first time and, and i really like it it was a lot of fun uh, i decided to just use the gibberish that i sang when i made the song ah, so that's so where that's the- those yeah. lyrics are ap- absolutely nonsensical, but they feel right. They feel they there's something when I when I sing the chorus, the, the, the lyrics make no sense, but it, the words feel like the right words that are supposed to be there, and it to gives me in, sort yeah. of an, uh, it gives me an uplifting feeling, and it just feels right. When yeah. I start sort of thinking like, what am I trying to say here, and I write a lyric, I can, it, it can work out very well, but sometimes it always feels like a little a little something was lost along the way, mm. and I'm not, I'm not mm. sure why. I'm not saying that I'm I'm writing a concept album now. I can't do that for every song. It wouldn't be much of a concept. <laughs> it's gonna be a uh, weird concept, but yeah. <laughs> yes, it would be. But that that's actually an interesting idea to try I, that. I agree. Maybe that sounds maybe on an EP or something. Yeah. I mean, if well, Camel can make an instrumental uh, concept album, then, then you know, anything. Why not? Possible. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I want to move on to the. You know, you did a lovely little live stream from the library in Bergen in, I think it was May last year. Um, What were the challenges of doing, you know, this live stream? And also you did acoustic versions of of your songs, right? How did you have to change a lot of stuff? Yeah, a little bit. 
Uh, sure, because uh, the songs are, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. But essentially, a lot of the songs are either written by me on piano or acoustic guitar. So mm-hmm. they work in that setting as well. Uh, I mean, some parts it gets get a little bit weird. But both me and Lars, we worked at, li- at that library. It was a fantastic yeah. place to work. So it was very easy to just, oh, we want to do a live stream. Okay. And so we set up a camera and we <laughs> we, were, we were playing in our jammies, uh, right? So we, we had a very, yeah. like, uh, it wasn't an air of seriousness around it. And we just wanted to do it for fun. Yeah. Um, it was a very laid back so, feeling. and Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was it was very easy to do. I think we rehearsed maybe once or twice before it, and I'm like, yeah, this sounds good. I mean, it, that is a positive thing about uh, uh, Mormon Police. Let's say compared to Major Parkinson, mm-hmm. where in Major Parkinson things have a more serious vibe, right? And it has yep. to be it has to be good. It has to be it has to be a certain way. When in Mormon Police, I sort of applaud the the, the defects and the, and all the things that go to hell, and you sort of just run with it. We I don't see, we yeah. don't use a click track live you know, we uh, click track would be very uh, a natural thing for us to use and use some of the backing tracks you get some of the strings in there you know and make mm. it sound really big but if you do that you lose a lot of spontaneity right so if, yeah. if the drummer suddenly loses his drumsticks or my guitar stops working that's part of the show that's part of the experience that's what makes it like a unique experience mm. if you're just doing the same click track major parkinson doesn't use click tracks either that's not to say oh, that really? so Huh. No, 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 no click tracks. It's all Lars in the back there just doing wow. insane stuff. I remember he was sort of pissed off because people were telling him, oh, you shouldn't use click tracks. Uh, you know, you can't play your parts. Like, there's no click tracks. That's him in the back doing everything. Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah so, so, but you lose a little bit of the spontaneity, right? So something cool can happen. Something absolutely embarrassing and terrible can happen. But in a band like Moran Police, where there's sort of a humorous element... That can be a positive thing. You you run with that mm, as long course. as you're able to. As long as there's not like a technical issue that makes you can't complete yes. the show with it. But you know, so I, I like that. I like the spontaneity of it. You know, I, I find that if you know what you said uh, about the click tracks and you know backing tracks and everything and the spontaneity. You know, I wasn't aware that Major Parkinson didn't use that because the music is you know like you said complex and i would think that that was almost like a necessity to to use on stage to make sure everything comes across you know because i remember you know when i was younger going to gigs before you know backing tracks and thing were so persuasive or were so common you would be like well they have this piano part on the album but there's no pianist on stage i wonder what they're gonna do right so they played it on the acoustic guitar or something Mm -hmm. but now a lot of bands is like well it's gonna be on the backing track right so yeah yeah, so it is a bit different it's the easy way out i I mean in some cases sure it's good like i i I can use that's gonna sound like an, an insult but i can use Devin townsend for example he has huge music, right? And so it's yeah. very natural for him to use backing tracks. Uh, but I've seen him live a lot of times, and it's always fantastic and fun. Yep. But when he's playing the guitar in like the big mishmash of sound, I, I see he's playing guitar, but I don't know what are the notes that are his, because there's guitars as well in those backing tracks. Yeah. And so, But uh, on his last tour on this Empath album, he he didn't use any. Mm. And I didn't get to see that, which really annoyed me. But it sounds amazing, because... There's something about the connection to the audience as well. You're not, you don't want to just like have a sound of like you're putting on a CD player, just playing a, 
oh, <laughs> yeah, just playing some <laughs> to some tracks, right? You want to feel yeah. the connection. Devin Townsend is very good at establishing that connection, so he's not exactly. really a good example of 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 that. But uh, but I think it's much more natural and a lot better for him if you don't use backing tracks because it really it mm-hmm. elevates everything else. Because if if you play well and you know that the sound you're hearing is just those people on stage it, yeah. it just creates a, i'm a big fan of it and it's and you can't sort of hide behind things right you're right so um for more police it there's i love doing um vocal layers right i love doing uh, choirs and harmonics and stuff like that and i can't really do that live uh, uh, backing tracks on that would be natural but i don't like that and the other mm. guys well they can't really <laughs> sing as well so <laughs> yeah. my, my dream would be to have like uh, backup singers live but at the same uh, time you know we, that costs money man we, we don't have course, all of that right? of course it does yeah well so but yeah you know, yeah <laughs> you know talking about live streams and 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 or streaming events in, in general uh, you know I, I think we need to mention that you guys are of course a part of our upcoming Prog Space Online Festival that's going to happen on the 19th and, and 20th of November. So do you have any expectations for that event? And what can the people watching expect from more on police? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, we're, we're filming something on Friday, but uh, we'll, we'll see what it ends up being. Uh, uh, we, did, um, we did a sort of a playthrough video thing of... Uh, uh, Phantom Below from the album and a lot of people have been like requesting like what are you guys playing uh, what the fuck's going on here yeah. and so we're thinking about doing something like that maybe mm-hmm. uh, probably that there's there's a chance it might be an acoustic thing we'll, we'll mm. see uh, because we really like doing acoustic versions of those uh, boat songs as well of course uh, yeah. so, so I'm, I'm not sure yet and the deadline is fast uh, approaching so uh I will, uh, the book the film guy is, is going to be here in this weird house that I live in on Friday, and we'll see. Well, we're, they we're, will we're, see something. <laughs> well, well, that's that's good, and I'm looking very much forward to with the you know the ethos of Morum Police to see what you guys are going to do. I'm sure it's going to be very entertaining. You know, we're fast coming up towards the end end of our talk, but I want to. You mentioned you know the, after this EP, there's a, a new Morum Police. Uh, album full-length album in the works and i'm sure people are also interested in knowing you know what about uh, major parkinson you know is there new new stuff being worked on there as well yes very much so <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a big one the same with bo- both um, bo- uh, the more police thing is going to be the biggest and it is already the hardest thing i've ever tried to do it might yep. be a train wreck but i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Do it. Yeah. And uh, the major Parkinson thing is also is extremely. What's the word for it? Um, well, they're reaching for the stars, right? I it's, see. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be one part weird art project, just absolutely fucking bonkers. And there's gonna be one part that's absolutely the catchiest pop songs I've ever heard in my life, mixed with. Like Major Parkinson weirdness is, but it's, <laughs> I mean, it's such a huge endeavor. Like I've, I'm almost glad that I moved to Oslo so I don't have to be in the room while they try to figure this crap out because it's going to be absolutely insane. I've never been more excited about 
album, two albums in my life. No, it's it's incredibly hard work. I've I've never had I've never had to work this hard for anything really. (laughs) Um, So I'm I'm very excited to see if we can get it over the finish line. uh, Both major and uh, Mormon police. The major Parkinson thing is going to be I guess the catchiest music I've ever heard. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll just say like Univa has an incredible ability to take stuff from like maybe the 80s and 70s little references and they're very obvious if you know them yeah. but he still makes it its own it makes it his own it's not derivative of for example 80s pastiche sound exactly. and there's going to be some 80s stuff in there as well but it it's it, I, I there's some of some of those vocal melodies you think like isn't that a song and it, no, no no but it's all ah. It's. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm very excited, uh, and I'm. I'm also very glad that I don't have to do more than guitar and some tunes, because holy crap! Uh, but yeah. but it's well underway. It's well underway, and it's it's a huge one. Uh, there's there's a lot of songs, and there's some very long songs. Same with Mormon Police. There's going to be a yeah. song that's 22 minutes on the next album, which is almost the 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 the, the length of a boat on the sea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's also the best song I've ever made. And and some of the choruses were made with Univa from Major Parkinson, so he's a little bit part of it as well. Wow. Well, well, mm. I have to say, you know, if I wasn't excited before, I truly am now. You know, I want to thank you, Sundre, for being on the Prog Talks with me. You, you My know, pleasure. Yeah, all of you guys out there should, of course, follow Moron Police on their social media. Uh, Links will be in the description. I also recommend you to check out the new singles and the EP, The Stranger and the High Tide, when it releases on October 29th. You can listen to their music on all kinds of streaming services or even better, I would say, go to Bandcamp and buy some music from them because they deserve to. Or our webpage. Yeah, or yeah, or the webpage, you know, <laughs> yeah. get spend some money, get, you know, give the guys some support and uh, you know, make them able to record more of this fantastic music. For those of you that enjoys what we're doing with the prog space, please like and subscribe. Like I told you, we now have uh, this bios a coffee link below that would also help. Until next t- time, stay safe and keep spreading that prog love. The Prog Talks, produced by the Prog Space. Main host, Rune Belsvik Reynos. Produced by Rune Belsvik Reynos, Vanessa and Matthias Kirsch. All graphics and animations by Vanessa Kirsch. Intro theme by Giuseppe Negri. Outro theme by Zach Munovitz. This was the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. See you in a week.